Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for taking time to tune in from the United States and around the world. If you're new to the show, I'd like to offer you a warm welcome and hope that you'll join our large audience and community of co-creation and spiritual support. We are dedicated to helping you cultivate peace in your life through self-awareness and offer something for everyone. I am a psychic medium, advanced energetic healer, spiritual teacher, and channel for Jesus, and I work with others in the divine. Featured monthly segments include A Course in Miracles virtual class with the co-president of the Foundation for Inner Peace, Robert Rosenthal, MD. We offer energetic healing segments where you can call in for free long-distance healing. And today's segment is the latest installment in our Masterclass educational series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil, featuring my special guest co-host, Daniel Gibbons, and Mother Mary, the Ascended Blessed Mother who gave birth to Jesus in her last lifetime. Danielle has served as full-body channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother, in her distinct voice, to share universal truth and lend guidance for the human journey. Since 2016, after a brief discussion, Mother comes through each month to offer her loving words on the subject. Danielle is the author of Mother Mary's Pathway to Love and has connected people worldwide with Mother's love and grace in courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events to inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness. If you would like to learn more, visit BelovedPublication.com. If you would like to explore more of Mother's teachings, Danielle and Mother also appear on Conscious Talk Radio on the second Friday of each month. You can visit ConsciousTalk.net to access those additional segments, or you can review the audio and video archives I've created on my website, SpiritualInsightsRadio.com, where you'll find direct links to their YouTube videos and other appearances. Also, while you're there, check out the new library of literary works we recommend, and also check out the energetic self-care techniques that are available for you. So what will we be discussing today? Well, we've learned a lot since 2016, and today we'll be talking about how to move forward using all of the information and tools Mother has shared with us over the past year or so for each individual situation we encounter in the future. So I'll be very excited to learn more about how to apply those things that we learned. And join me now in welcoming Danielle back to the show. Hello, Danielle. Welcome back. Hey, Charlotte. Thank you so much. It's always great to be here with you and your listeners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we sure learned a lot last year. It's, it's been amazing. Ooh. Yeah. It was a big one. It was a big one. It sure was. So we revisited 
my uh, experience over the past year or so and found that I was still separating elements, uh, like breaking things apart and making them separate rather than incorporating them and seeing them as part of the overall challenge that I'm going through. Uh, yep. And so mm-hmm. there's this added element, something, something totally unrelated that happened, and yet it is related to what we're feeling and how we're transforming. So that's where we came up with that, that we'll just look at how to apply what we've learned for each individual segment of that challenge or situation. So that'll be good. Gotcha. Yes. Right. So <laughs> I, I understand that today's the day where you're going to share with the listeners about a special gift you have for them. I do. I do. I'm so excited. As uh, some of you may remember, uh, last year we did a really big, awesome online course called School of Love. And it was so fantastic, Charlotte, and people loved it so much that this year Mother said, I want to give some of that away for free. And this year we're doing a School of Love masterclass. And it is January 21st, 23rd, and 25th, and it is all free uh, for anybody who wants to uh, take the classes. And basically what it is is on evening of each class, she's going to share one of the key elements that you need in order to transform your challenges using the power of love. And this is, so if you're one of those people that is just a real go-getter, like you, Charlotte, actually. <laughs> this I'm a go-getter. Is, this mm-hmm. is like I so agree. perfect for someone like you because you are really motivated and just such a, such a willing person to grow. And you could attend these uh, free classes and you'd get all you really need you know, to, to apply to the process of transforming any challenge you have with love. Um, but it's also a great introduction to the larger class because if you're someone who's more like me <laughs> who needs a lot of support and I need things to be more in-depth and explained at greater length and I just need more time to settle in and, you know, for the process of transformation to be slower, um, the larger course, uh, the School of Love starts at the beginning of February. Uh, but this is a great introduction. So if you're curious or if you're really yearning for a way to bring love to the forefront of your life, to make it your go-to energy that you use to transform your challenges, to grow what you want to grow in your life, to expand what you want to expand, then School of Love is definitely for you. Um, So all you need to do is go to my website, belovedpublications.com, and on the actual homepage, you are going to see this nifty little graphic, School of Love Masterclass, and all you have to do is click on the yes button and it'll take you to um, the registration page. It's a two-step process. So uh, you put in your information twice. uh, So that way you're registered for all three classes. And even if you can't attend them live, that's totally fine because you'll also get an email 
that with a link to a concierge page with all the recorded videos, like after each class, the very next day, uh, the video will be put up on that page. So if you can make the live class, that's awesome. If you can't, that's fine too. Um, it'll all be recorded and waiting there for you to watch or to watch again if you want. That sounds great. Yeah, There's I'm a excited. big yes button right there. Mm-hmm. And thank you yeah. for doing that for everyone. <laughs> I know you work hard and you put a lot into this. Thank you. I, I do, but it's it's service, you know, and it feels great. And I, ne- I have to say, and this is a little off topic, but not really. Over the years, Mother, it feels like she never asks too much of me. You know, so when she says, I really want to give this away for free, it's so easy to say yes to her because I know she's got me. You know, I know she's taking care of me. And even when financial fears kind of rear up and they're like, ah, it just, it's so small. It gets smaller and smaller now. And it, it's a joy. It's a joy to serve. And it's a joy to serve and not have to, oh, I don't know, obsess about, oh, but what's going to happen? And if I give this away for free, am I giving too much? Am I giving too little? And, uh, you know, just the kind of oh, yeah. round and round in my head. It's just so lovely when she says, you know, I'd like to do this and I'd like it to be free to say, okay. <laughs> just go mm-hmm. about, you know, putting it together. Uh, I go through the same thing, kind of, kind of in a different way. Sometimes when I'm working with a client, if one of them decides we're going to follow up with this person in a week or two weeks and we're going to do it for free, I say, okay. Just, yep, this is, this is what they want. This is what's going to happen. They know what they're doing. And do you find that they don't ask very often? Um, well, for for a while there, there was a bit of a spurt, but no, it's not too often. And it depends on the person's challenge and where they sure. want that person to be in that amount of time so that they can live up to their own contract in their life. And so I just right. say, you know, it could be half an hour and I'll check in with you and we're going to keep going. And, and they usually take you a little deeper than that initial sure. Uh, session, one person who I consider a a dear friend of mine now is the recipient of a series of sessions. And so I'm happy to accommodate it because I know it's for such a great purpose. And like you say, you know, being of service has its own rewards. And we do that all the time here on the show with with all the information we share and the free healings that we do on the air. So it's just in keeping with the spirit of the show. You know what I mean? Yes. You are incredibly generous with uh, what you offer to your listeners and the people that come to you, and uh, that you you have a rare heart, my dear. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> you <laughs> You make me blush. Well, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I know you work so hard and you work very hard to put a quality program together, and so I, for one. And certainly looking forward to taking that class. So that's three days at the end of January, 21st, 23rd, and 25th, and that's com to sign up. I can't wait. Can't Thank wait. you. I'm me too. I'm so glad you're going to be there. It's going to be awesome. It, it's nice to be a student. You know what I mean? I do. I, I do. I get to be yeah, a student. Because, yeah. That's what I, I'm looking forward to School of Love because I go through it as a student every year. 
I do all the pages and the and of course I'm <laughs> of course I'm present for the channelings, but you know I do the you know the other techniques that she recommends and you know I I go through as a student because this is my opportunity to grow too and it's awesome it's mm-hmm. I I'm so grateful so grateful and you know what I was thinking about today before the show as I was thinking about the topic. And so if we're taking all that we've learned, especially in 2018, and we're going to learn how to apply it for an individual situation, I was thinking, so, so what would the goal be as we look at our challenges or even any future challenges that may present themselves, large or small, you know, or as, as Mother said, mild or extreme? And I thought that I think the goal for me is to have faith in the moment. And then once you allow enough time to go by, you can gain clarity and enlightenment in hindsight so that you can look at the situation, how you reacted to it, how you eventually responded to it, how you grew from it, and what you learned about yourself. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes. That's, that's beautiful. Absolutely. Because, you know, in my situation, we're halfway through. Um, with every sunset, we're closer to the finish line. And that's very uh, encouraging. And... I was just thinking, like, so, so what was really triggered in all of this? What, what did it trigger for me? What types of fears? What types of coping mechanisms, defense mechanisms? I've been trying to take a good look at all of that. And most importantly, how has my relationship with myself improved? And so that's just a thought I wanted to throw out for the listeners to kind of consider. And here's another one. When we look at our challenges, what is it trying to dislodge in you, like, like I said, what kind of fear or uh, belief mm. that is outdated, and toward what type of freedom is the situation leading you? I figure it's got to be about some kind of freedom from something. Do you agree with that? Would you? I I concur? do because I find that when I'm willing to sit with my challenges, and particularly if I'm willing to love them and bring kindness to the situation, whatever it is, or whatever's going on in my head, uh, I find that it generally feels like a mindset that I'm really clinging to. There's some something about the way I'm looking at the challenge, the way I'm choosing to think about it, the way I'm judging it. There's, uh, you know, or the other people that are involved. Uh, there's, there's this old mindset I think that is about that is really clinging to fear, uh, you know, judgment or oh my gosh, this is the worst thing that could happen. Like jumping to conclusions, um, it, it's a it, it's fascinating to me when I can step back and be more adult about <laughs> viewing what's happening. It's fascinating to me how often I don't, I don't know if it's unconscious or conscious, probably a combination of both, that I don't immediately apply love. Like mm. that, that's the, the, the effort for me, you know. And, and when I say effort, I don't mean like, oh, my gosh, I'm lifting a 1,000-pound, you know, bowling ball. It, it's just the actions I take. I, I think of action and effort very, you know, synonymously. Um, so it's where can I bring love to this situation? Because I, 
I, I don't know if I'm not built that way. I wasn't raised that way. You know, there's still a part of me that wants to immediately apply fear-based uh, reactions, thoughts, judgments, whatever, to the challenge. Whether yeah. that means I'll do it all myself or I'm the one that has to figure this out or, oh, my gosh, this is a disaster or, you know, yeah, anything. Yeah. Let me try to piggyback on that, so to speak. I'm looking at the notes from the last transmission where we talked about weaving all that we learned together mm-hmm. and kind of pulling 2018 into perspective. And my notes say on one page, Mother had said that the elements of the challenge make up your version of safety from childhood into adulthood, habits mm. you created and are not aware of. And so I think with the way you're describing how you respond to a challenge, I think it's our responsibility to embrace a level of spiritual maturity. Like you're saying, like handle it like an adult. There are some things I think I could be a little better about. But when you apply that spiritual maturity, then for me, then the challenges aren't as devastating as they are looking at it the way I would as as a as a child. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it, it's a very, hmm, it's a process of learning to trust love. Um, and that sounds so odd because, you know, as just regular people in the world, meaning we're not into like high crime and misdemeanors and things like that. You know, we're, (laughs) we're just average citizens living a, you know, a life to the best of our ability. And we're, we're focused on love. Like we want love. We want to love each other. We want people to love us. We have, you know, love is sort of the, the thing. And yet I'm just at 53 years old. I am just exploring, um, the parts of myself where I don't trust love. And I think maybe I was not taught to love, to trust love in certain situations. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, like it does. The, yeah. And so you, it just becomes a habit to want to take control or to judge or to jump to conclusions or to have a big emotional reaction, uh, you know, that is in the negative to think, oh, my gosh, this is terrible or this is the worst thing that could happen. And, I, yeah, it's funny. I, I think that learning to trust love, like love's got my back. You know, love can solve this. Love can transform this. Love can change this situation. It's a, it's a new concept. And I, I realize how much I've spent thinking about love more in the abstract than in the direct application to right. uh, my daily living. Does, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm making sense, but... No, you're making sense. It just it brings up a question in my mind. So going with that, if we're learning to trust love, where do we then direct it once a challenge presents itself? Do we direct it at right. the challenge and, and most importantly to, at ourselves? 
and not go into self-judgment and attack on the self. Yes. Um, yes. And then there's the idea. Remember we did a segment and the title was The War on Self? Yes, yeah. Get out of that war stance and out of the mindset that you are worthy of punishment, that you are a victim. As right. we've said a few times on this show, there are no victims in this classroom. And right. and get out of that that attack, the anger, and the guilt that gets triggered with challenges, because that's where I tend to go, Right. is right. what is wrong with me that I have to experience this? Yeah, yep, 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 yep. And then it's hard to see that love is present, right? Because we've just decided that love isn't. Because if you're a victim or, you know, why is this happening to me or this is terrible, you've already decided what it is. And so it's hard then to backpedal (laughs) and find the love that that is present. And uh, I think that, what I've been doing a lot of my life is accidental love. You know, like loving you is easy because you're so lovable. You're Charlotte. You're you're kind. You're generous. You're funny. You're smart. You know, you're that love is sort of easy. I love Mother Mary because she's easy to love. She's awesome. You know, she's just amazing and so loving and so kind. So there's sort of almost I fall into it or it's accidental, but when I'm called upon to love a challenge, to to bring love in, to receive love into a situation that I am really struggling with or that feels painful or, you know, that is a challenge. And I think, gosh, how much am I really aligned with the presence or the energy of love and how much of my love tends to be sort of accidental. Does that mean, right. it, you know, um, and yes. yeah. So what happens when it's not easy to love, when it's hard to love somebody or something or some situation, like that's where I'm beginning to realize that um, that's why I feel like I need school of love so much because that's what we're learning, like how to be um, deliberate about love, yes. how you receive yes. it, how you apply it, to be in conscious relationship with love, right? Yes. Instead of mm-hmm. stumbling on it or, or, or like the way Mother says, you know, you can be a victim of love too. Because it's just, it's like that that feeling that, oh, it's just happening to me and I have no control over it. It's, it's not that you can control love in the bigger sense, but I have no say in when it comes and when it goes and when, you know, it's just accidental. It just happens to me. And when it doesn't, I'm left high and dry and it feels like God's lost my file and I'm just sort of swinging out there in the wind, and you know, mm-hmm. and I've been lost. I'm lost, right? So right. that's that feeling that we're a victim of love rather than we are a conscious co-creator with love. So that's what's starting to shift for me over the last few years really powerfully. I'm just looking at it with a very different mindset, very different set of glasses, and I like it. I like it. Absolutely. And perhaps 
it would be easier for us when we feel that way if we remember to do what we learned in the last segment as well, and that is to align with the frequency of light. Right, right, And right. perhaps if we align with that frequency, then that allows the love that's already in us to make itself more noticeable. Yes. Because it's in contact with that infinite love, and so perhaps it's more readily accessible. And then yes. we can direct Definitely. it at the challenge, at ourselves, at another person. Yes, yes. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Thank you. So should we invite Mother in and see what she has to say about uh, our subject today? Yes, can't wait to hear. And there is also something I wanted to clarify with her. We'll see if we have an opportunity to do that. Okay, so you're going to bring her through, and we will talk to you on the other side. Thanks. Hold Mm -hmm. on just a second. Thanks for doing this. Okay, thank you. Hello, beloved one. Hello, Mother. Welcome once again. It's wonderful to hear your voice. Thank you for inviting me, my dear. And hello to all those that are listening. I thank you for your willingness to receive from me right now. So... What I wanted to focus on today or to sort of highlight is how to bring much of what we've been talking about over the last many, many months into a kind of routine that you can utilize to align yourself with love to calm your inner life and to bring about um, a kind of flow that you want to have in your life in order to create what feels good for you to create. How does that sound? That sounds wonderful. Good. So what I'm going to describe it can be, and this is how I recommend using it, all right, that you start using this routine just on a daily basis. When things are going great, when things are just okay, when you're bored, when things are not going well, when things are terrible, it doesn't matter, right? It's a process by which you begin to place yourself into the present moment in such a way that more is available to you to help you navigate whatever the day has in store for you. All right? Mm -hmm. So the first thing that this routine requires is curiosity. 
to look at your life from a place of curiosity rather than doubt. So curiosity is about discovery rather than judgment. And one of the best questions you can ask yourself every day, throughout the day, at any time, is where is the love? And to ask that in such a way that you are curious rather than demanding or uh, judging that you believe it's not present and you're asking the question sort of as a cry to the heavens. Mm-hmm. But just as an exercise in curiosity, where is the love? Right, And the more you ask that question, when you get up in the morning, where is the love in my home as I'm getting ready for my day, as I drive out into my day, or as I get on transportation to go about my day, where you ask it so that the one question begins to focus you into the present moment. Because if you're asking where is the love right here, right now, you have to bring yourself out of the past or the, pre- or the future in order to focus on finding, discovering where the love is in that moment. And maybe the love is something you see something you hear, something you experience with your five senses. Maybe it's something you feel with your sixth sense, right? Maybe Mm. it's just a moment of feeling that you are settled and comfortable in your own body or that you just realize your mind isn't racing that it's just focused on what's happening around you. You're just uh, observing. You're just allowing yourself to be a part of whatever's taking place. The first part of this routine, where is the love? Ask with curiosity and open-mindedness. All right? You trust that You've got lots of mindsets that might be opposed to finding the love. And that's all right. Because when you make that part of the daily routine throughout the day, you get better and better of seeing the love, feeling the love, recognizing it when it's there. And the reason I want you to start doing this when things are just normal, you're having an average day, is so that when things are difficult, you have uh, sort of built up this muscle hmm, Uh of recognizing and identifying where the love is 
in any given moment of any given day in any given situation. So the next part is about acceptance. And don't confuse acceptance with resignation. Oh, I'm resigned to this being the way it is, um, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Oftentimes people don't think about acceptance until things are going poorly or they are in pain. So where is the love? That's the curiosity, open-mindedness, and then accepting what is. All that is, all that acceptance really is, is allowing yourself to be fully present. When you drop down into the moment, when you settle into your own body, you pull all your energy in. You're not uh, trying to figure out what other people are thinking and feeling, unless, of course, someone is paying you to do that. But just normally in your day, You pull all your energy into yourself. You unhook from the people around you. You settle into uh, the moment. Once you're in the moment, you can feel what is. And here's something special that's in every moment as a human being. Are you ready? I am. It's the knowing that it's all right. When you allow yourself to be present, to really settle into the moment, that's acceptance. And what you get, sort of your uh, reward, your bonus, your uh, joy of the moment, is that feeling you get connected right away to that feeling that it's all right. This moment, what is, acceptance of what is in the moment, it's all right. You don't know how, you don't know why, but you can feel that it's all right. So that's the second part. Oops, go ahead. Okay. Oh, I was just going to say I've had opportunities in the past year to experience that. And uh, it just made me smile remembering that I had successfully done that and got to smile no matter Mm -hmm. how bad things seemed in my perception. But I got that stillness and that peace, even if it went away after a few minutes because I moved on to the next thing. But I did get to feel that, and that's, uh, that would be a great goal for me to do that in every moment. Uh, you start to, again, you build your muscle, right? So mm-hmm. the first you're asking, your human curiosity, hmm, where's the love? Where is it right now? I want to focus on love. And it could be the tiniest of things, or it could be something quite large. And then, You settle into the moment, you bring yourself into acceptance, into the present, and you get to feel that it's all right. Whatever it is, 
it's all right. And the mind will want to rebel from that because the mind likes to decide that things are not all right. But Mm -hmm. because you are finite in your ability to understand the larger events and the ebb and flow of your life, it's very hard to see how bad things or loss can be a positive experience for you. Hmm? Yes. So that's the first two parts. And then the third part is to look for ways in the moment to bring kindness to yourself, to be kind to yourself. Right? And that's a tough one because um, there's lots of mindsets about that and what that means. But if you are in the moment, if you are present in the moment and you then you found some love in the moment, you're feeling that it's all right, and then you start to notice what kindness is to self in the moment. And you might be very surprised by what that is. Because your efforts, your actions, if they are rooted in kindness towards self, you will not only have a much better life for yourself, but you will be able to help others much more effectively. Mm. And kindness um, also encompasses forgiveness. Because in the moment, let's say, when you're very aware of yourself in the moment, you start to feel or recognize that you have a resentment towards someone or you are angry at them or you're hanging on to um, an aspect of loss that is unkind to yourself. You are burdening yourself with the energy of resentment, anger, or hanging on to something that it's time to let go of. And that's really what forgiveness is about. It's about letting go of any kind of negativity or pain that you are forcing yourself to hang on to, you are clinging to, for your own reasons, but you are still clinging to it. So when you're in the moment and love has created a sort of overall focus, then to apply kindness to yourself may be to then kindness to someone else, to let go of something you're hanging on to, to do something for yourself that you've been putting off that isn't fun, you're not looking forward to it, but the burden of putting it off has created extra pain for yourself that is unnecessary. 
Yeah. And so this these three steps, right? First, curiosity, open-mindedness. Where is the love? The second, acceptance, settling into your body, into the moment, and allowing yourself to receive the gift of knowing that it's all right in the moment. And then looking for ways to be kind to yourself. If you do those three things every day, throughout the day, when you have an idle moment, right? or you're just about to turn on the television, take two minutes, right? just two minutes to do these three things. And then turn on the television, right? Or uh, do the next thing that's uh, there for you to do. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if these become a routine, they will start to change not only the conscious mindsets that keep you in fear and in pain and in struggle, but also the unconscious. What you do as your conscious self always affects the unconscious. Can you give an example of that, Mother? Yes. So if you are doing these three things, you are adopting, adapting this new routine to your daily life, those unconscious mindsets, that tells you um, that a certain experience, let's say you lose your job, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of jumping right away to, this is a disaster. Um, All my money is going to go away. I'm not going to be able to do anything. Uh, We'll lose the house, right? All this, it's a litany of loss like a domino effect that comes from the very first loss. And oftentimes these are just unconscious reactions that happen as a result of certain events. And what can happen is that these unconscious thoughts that then come into the conscious mind become so entrenched, right? You're in that groove. You can't get out of that groove that they will end up dictating what happens after you lose that job. And for many people, it can send them on a wild goose chase, get them so paralyzed that they just uh, spend months and months and months out of work Uh, or they take the next thing that comes uh, around the corner and they are miserable. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, oftentimes because they are not applying kindness to self on a daily basis, there's no safety net. So there's no savings, there's no money uh, for when things like this happen because sometimes they happen. Mm -hmm. But when you are doing these three things on an ongoing, regular basis, like breathing, brushing your teeth, walking around, 
sleeping. You do them often throughout the day. The subconscious must respond to the conscious. The conscious mind ultimately is more powerful. And as you change the conscious mind, because it's connected deeply to the unconscious, the unconscious starts to transform. So when you lose that job, your first thought isn't, oh my gosh, disaster, we're going to lose everything. And you don't get stuck in that negative groove. You immediately, you can feel the loss, you can feel the pain, you can feel the fear rise up, but you become curious. And the first thing you do is, hmm, where's the love in losing my job? I'm curious to know, where's the love here? And then you start to feel the love. You start to see it. Even if it's a job that you enjoyed, maybe even loved. You start to see the love. And then as you practice staying present in the moment, it helps you feel your feelings much more quickly so that you move through the process of grieving more quickly. Not that you want to rush through it, but you don't want to get so entrenched in it that you become then a victim, right? Right. And then you move into kindness, right? What's the kindest thing I can do for myself right now, having just lost my job? Well, first, maybe it's get support from friends. Maybe it's uh, pour out your heart to me and let set your fears at my feet, complain about the loss and uh, have a little uh, temper tantrum or a freak out, right? That can be a kindness to get that energy moving, get it out, get it going. And then when the curiosity, where is the love, being grounded in the moment and looking for ways to be kind to yourself what starts to emerge is the pathway of love that this loss of job has opened up a new pathway that is so much more easily illuminated because you're staying curious. You are looking where is the love and you are finding it because you have had so much practice, right? And then you are feeling the kindness to self. One step at a time, one day at a time. Where do I go? What, where do I start? What actions are the kind actions to take? What are the kind thoughts to hold in my conscious mind? Right? What is the kind thing that I can do in this moment for myself mm-hmm. and uh, illuminate uh, the process yes I have two questions if I may yes so 
in step three, we're looking for ways in the moment to bring kindness to ourselves, okay? And clearly everybody can see how stopping and asking the question, where is the love, breaks you out of the thought pattern of visualizing the worst case scenario and being a constant reaction to what you're perceiving. So yes, that's the beauty of it, of course, because you're right there in the moment. Okay, and that places you in a position to be able to recognize where the love is because you're not preoccupied with the past or the future or both. Okay, so what occurred to me was in those moments where we may be looking for external examples of the answer to that question, where is the love? How momentous is it in those moments where we recognize that the love that we're actually looking for is ourselves? We are it's the love. I am the love. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's all of that. It may be something outside of you that you experience with your five senses. It might be something you experience with your sixth sense, a connection to the divine. And it absolutely is what's inside of you. And it changes uh, moment to moment as you keep asking the question and really genuinely opening yourself to feel the answer what happens is you start to see love, hear love, uh, feel love, taste love, outside and inside, more often throughout your day. Okay. All right. And the other um, uh, thought that came to mind when you're talking about the loss of the job is that there were several um, instances in my life where I experienced the loss of a job no matter how that happened, but it turned out when I got a chance to look back that I realized that that particular loss was actually a blessing in disguise. In one particular case, it was the best thing that could have happened for me. Exactly. And that's uh, always wonderful with hindsight, but what we want to create together, to co-create together with all of you together is to start letting that happen, that same feeling you had when you looked back, to have that in the moment or through the process as it's happening. Right. That you can feel the loss and the pain of that loss and the love and the possibility all in the same situation. Right? All these things can coexist. Just as they coexist outside of you, they also coexist inside of you. Right? So you mm. get to be angry or sad at the loss or some fear, and you also get to uh, be kind to yourself, to be open-minded, to be curious about the love that's happening, to feel in the moment that it's all right, even if you are having painful feelings, right? Yes. Oh, but the trick is, the trick is, beloved ones, that these are things that need to be practiced when things are okay. You're having a good day, right? Or it's just an average day. Because when you get into a tight spot, when you're having troubles, 
so many things rear up so powerfully in the unconscious that then become a big clamor and a big noise in the conscious self. Mm-hmm. That it can be very difficult to remember these three, this little routine. That's why I say it's a routine. Right? Okay. And if you can bring it to just a regular day, then you'll find that your muscle grows. And maybe you don't know why, but in that moment, your kindness says, um, it might be a lovely thing to start saving a little extra money this month and then next month and then the month after that and month after month after month and then after a year of being given that direction of kindness to self, you lose your job. But you are not punishing yourself because all that extra money is there to see you through Mm. to the next job. Does that make sense? It does. So even when nothing is going wrong, when you direct kindness to yourself, you start to build up a foundation of support that when things happen, become that are negative or painful or very disruptive to your life, there is not that feeling of victimization or punishment. It's not like you plan for that particular disaster, but you have not created a disaster within the disaster. Mm. And that's often what pulls people under is that domino effect. But if you are being kind to yourself every day and listening and feeling what is kind today, you may be adding to your foundation the support that you need at a time you don't know about right now so that you can deal with the problem at hand of that one problem tipping off 10 other problems. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the great benefits of this routine when it's practiced regularly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mother, I wonder if I can ask you a question with regard to a statement you made in a recent transmission several months ago. Could I revisit that? Yes, please. Yes, please. Okay. So you had said, when talking about the way the energies are moving and we're coming into the new paradigm, you had said that over the next three years, we would experience ebbs and flows in the energy. And so I've been thinking about that, and I wanted to see if you would clarify, does that mean that when the energy ebbs or recedes, will those time periods be turbulent, or we'll just see a recedence of the energy and and maybe a flow that's lower than when it flows. Turbulent. Hmm? You're saying it's turbulent. Yes. For the collective. But the individual may have a very different experience, right? So there's the collective ebb and flow of energy that tends to be 
much more in charge of your outer life. And then there is your individual energy that is more in charge of your inner life. Right? So okay. both have ebbs and flows, but they may not be uh, in sync. Right? So out in the world, things could be very turbulent, but you may be having a really good period in your life. Right? Okay. Um, but you all are um, wanting more turbulence so that you can have more clarity on what needs to happen or the efforts that need to be made by the collective, okay. the mindsets that need to change from the collective. Hmm? Okay. Thank you for that. You are welcome, Bilani. This is wonderful. Okay, so we have our routine that we can start working on today and build that muscle. Yes. Okay. That is my happy new year gift to all of you. <laughs> if you use it now, because it's the beginning of the year and because you all use a particular calendar, most people worldwide, there is special energy for transformation for a change for a shift it's like a wave at the beginning of the year so if you use this routine now and i would not encourage people to set resolutions or goals for the beginning of the year because that's sort of a setup oftentimes for failure but do think of the energy as there to assist you with starting this little new routine and see how this routine can support all the things you want to create in 2019. Hmm? Oh, okay. I thank you, beloved, for allowing me to serve all of you today. Hmm? Mm, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure. I love all of you, my beloved children, and I'm with you always. Namaste. Namaste, Mother. Hello. Hello. Wow. Hmm. That, that was, was just lovely. Yeah. Yes. Oh, this feels so simple and so profound and just so practical. I was loving it. I thought all three parts of it felt like such great um, things to focus on for my mind. Um. Because my mind, yeah, tends to be <laughs> a bit swampy sometimes. <laughs> so oh. I thought this is a great thing to just, you know, bring myself back to the to the present. 
And I mm-hmm. like that curiosity. I love that. I use that often when describing something because mm-hmm. it allows you to allow this moment and, and the ones that follow to feel like an adventure rather than a disaster. And yeah, yeah, it brings you back to the purity of the childlike wonder. How can this play out for the highest good? What could I invite in? You know, that kind of thing. Mm. Open and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not decision-making, this is terrible, this is the end of the world, I'm going to be destroyed by this. That's declarative. So this is more open-ended. Right. What it's can playful. I do in this adventure? Mm-hmm. Very playful. playful. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like bringing that aspect in for sure. Fascinating. And I, I'm glad you gave me the opportunity to ask because every time I think about that statement, she had said over the next three years, and I'm thinking, I started to feel a sense of dread. And mm. I said, that's not good. I yeah. keep going back to that. So I'm no. going to ask for clarity. Yeah. So that made sense. What made me feel better was the collective could be creating this turbulence in the outer, but you could be having a good um, time period in your life. So yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. doesn't mean that when there's turbulence for everybody, there's turbulence for you. So that's good. Yeah, I often find that for myself. I seem to be on the opposite. You know, like I get emails or from, you know, or people that I know like you who do radio shows and they're like, oh, my gosh, we have so many people that are struggling with this or that right now. And I think, gosh, you know, things are going really well for me right now. <laughs> I'm feeling, you start to feel guilty. I'm so grateful. Yeah, that we're not yeah, all subject to the same waves of energy and, uh, yes. you know, shifting. Yes, and I would feel that way. I, I felt up there for a lot of people because at one point my health turned around and I stopped getting sick entirely. And yet there yeah. were so many people around me who has this condition, who's sick again, who needs an operation. And I realized one day I was like, wow, I don't deal with any of that anymore. Yeah. What a blessing. That's amazing. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. and it's not to say I won't someday, but just on a regular ongoing basis, yeah, I don't I don't do that. I don't feel that anymore. I don't I don't have those experiences and that's very grateful for that. Very, very Good. grateful. Yes. Well thank you so much for this as always. That was very illuminating. And you I'm looking forward so to welcome. feeling it. Yeah. This too. will keep your mind Me clear. Too. This will give you yes. a clarity um, of focus so that you can better navigate your situation, whatever that is, instead of reacting to it. Because we're reacting to so much more than the present. We're reacting to the past as well. And that makes it that much more difficult. So, yes, being in and the And a moment, possible future that doesn't exist. Yes. Right? That has a possible future that ha- hasn't even happened yet. And that one that you're creating with these reactions, right. it's just going to bring more of the same because you're not letting it go. That's the goal right. is to let this stuff yes. go. Good stuff. Well, this was wonderful. All right, let's remind everybody about the free three-day School of Love. It is School of Love Masterclass, and that is January 21st, 23rd, and 25th, and you can go to my website, belovedpublications.com, and right on the homepage, you'll see where to sign up. Okay. I'm doing it. I love it. Yeah, Can't wait. Good. All right, everybody. <laughs> SpiritualInsightsRadio.com is where you want to go if you want to listen to more of Mother's Teachings. And if you are new to the show, go back through 2018 and recap 
all that we've learned and see how one lesson to the next and to the next and built that foundation for today's segment. It's genius. I love it. All right, Danielle, thank you once again, and I look forward to our next discussion together. Me too, Charlotte. Take care. Love you. Love you too. I will. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.